0: Oh, today is going to be glorious. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we woke up to see another day. And especially this day in America, listeners, it's a holiday. Thank you, Jesus. Dedicating today's podcast to my friend Jackie. In her beautiful family and they have a heart of gratitude. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Absolutely no way, listeners that we can walk alone. Hold on tight to the Lord. In Touch Magazine is talking about a heart of gratitude. The Bible instructs us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Well, it's interesting that this instruction was written by Paul whose loyalty to Christ was earned him severe persecution. But yet he was still able to be grateful to God. While the apostle's circumstances were difficult, he knew that his riches in Jesus far outweighed any earthly discomfort. And those same blessings are available to all believers. First, we gain a personal relationship with the one true God, the sovereign, omniscient, and omnipresent Lord of all creation. Second, our Creator loves us with an everlasting and unconditional love. Third, He sent His Son to pay our sin and debt so that we could spend eternity with Him. What's more, when we trust in Jesus, We are freed from the fear of death. And the list of blessings just keeps going. God adopts believers as his children. He has a plan for every life and bestows special gifts to make it happen. He also promises to meet every need through his limitless resources and provides his word and indwelling spirit to guide us. No wonder Paul was grateful. Count his blessings as your own and let God know how appreciative you are, especially today. Bringing our request to God through prayer is just one aspect of our communication with him. Another part of prayer which is frequently overlooked is thanksgiving. The father wants his children's lives to be characterized by gratefulness. His word tells us that an appreciative attitude should be evident in our worship and the way we approach spiritual battles also. In other words, Thankfulness should permeate everything we do. In the scriptures, the Lord actually mandates our gratitude because he knows how being grateful affects the heart. Expressing thanks to God helps us, number one, be aware of his presence. Number two, focus on Jesus Christ and diminish our pride. Three, look for his purpose in challenging situations. That's right. Expressing thanks to God helps us remember his goodness, helps us depend on him continually, helps us relax anxiety with peace and joy. When we maintain an attitude of thanksgiving in both happy and difficult seasons, our life will fill purposeful and fulfilling but more importantly god will be glorified so listeners ask him to bring blessings to mind so that you can say thank you amen so glad you came to pray with me today. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. I was reading through my Charles F. Stanley Bible principles, and I came across the posing question, what happens when we praise God? No book exemplifies the spirit of praise and worship more than the book of Psalms. It records more verses of praise than any other book in the Bible. And obviously, God wants the praises of his people. God tells us to give him thanks in everything. Even when things press against our souls, we may not understand what's happening We may never understand, but God's will in each circumstance is that we praise and thank Him. It's clear that praise is the most direct means by which you declare your dependence on God. It repeats your trust in Him in the midst of all darkness. It confesses your allegiance and devotion to the one who was crucified for you and to whom you are eternally joined. Consider a few specific benefits that we derive from praising the Lord. Praise magnifies God. Praise humbles us. Praise reveals our devotion to God. Praise motivates us to holy living. Praise increases our joy. Praise establishes our faith. Praise elevates our emotions. Praise puts focus on God and not on our problems. God's power, presence, and ability transform our thinking. When we worship God, we gain a right view of ourselves. Praise deflates excess pride and ego. We gain a healthy self-image based on God's view of us. And by removing pride, praise strengthens us against temptation. If I love Christ, I will praise him. If he has first place in my life, I will honor Him with worship and thanksgiving. Praise opens our hearts, listeners, to want to live the way God desires, holy and separated unto Him, to do His will above our own, to want to be like Him more than like anyone else. The more we worship Him, the more like Him we will become. Joy is the constant companion of praise. If we feel depressed or discouraged, praising God will soon bring us joy. The greater we see our God, the smaller we see our problems. Worry, fear and doubt cannot survive for long in an atmosphere of praise. So if you want to see a difference in your relationship with Christ and in your walk with him, start to praise him today, listeners. Continue even when you feel prone to give up. Commit yourself to a life of praise and fellowship with Jesus. And then experience the fullness of what God means by joy. Amen. Oh, I love my Bible. I love it. It is such a good one. The Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible. Just in case. Okay, listeners. Prayers to start your day says... You have a very bright future. When problems arrive, as they do from time to time, the future may seem foreboding. But if you take your troubles to the Lord and leave them there, your future is secure because God's promises are 100% true. Are you willing to place your future in the hands of a loving and all-knowing creator? Will you face today's challenges with hope and optimism? Well, you should. After all, God created you for a very important purpose, His purpose. And you have important work to do, His work. So today... As you live in the present and look to the future, remember that God has a marvelous plan for you. Pray with me. Dear Lord, as I look to the future, I will place my trust in you. If I become discouraged, I will turn to you. If I am afraid, I will seek strength in you. You are my Father, and I will place my hope, my trust, and my faith in you, amen. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46, verse 10. Yeah, we live in a noisy world, a world filled with distractions, frustrations, complications. But if we allow the distractions of a clamorous world to separate us from God's peace, we do ourselves a profound disservice. Listeners, if you rush through the day with scarcely a single moment for quiet contemplation and prayer It is time to reorder your priorities because nothing is more important than the quiet moments that you spend with your creator. So be still and claim the peace that is your spiritual birthright. It is offered freely. It has been paid in full and it is yours for the asking. So ask and then share. Pray with me. Lord, your holy word is a light unto the world. Help me be still so that I can study it, trust it, and share it with all who cross my path. Help me to be a worthy witness as I share the good news of your perfect son and your perfect word. Amen. Be right back after this break. Hope for each day. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Prayer isn't just asking God for something we want, prayer should also include confession of our sin and praise to God for who He is and what He has done for us. Prayer should have an additional element, and that is thanksgiving. Repeatedly, the Bible commands us to give thanks. The psalmist said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Jesus only distributed the bread that he had miraculously provided for the crowds after he had given thanks. At the last supper with his disciples before facing the horror of the cross, Jesus gave thanks. It's easy to be thankful when God blesses us with something good, like a swift recovery from an illness, for example, or advancement at work. But the Bible says that we should give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Thankfulness drives away a sour or prideful spirit So make it a part of your prayers every day. Amen. Amen. And God's purpose for your life? Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that all doors were opened. Listeners, there is awesome earth shaking power in praise and thanksgiving. Something amazing happens when we rejoice and give God the glory regardless of our circumstances. Not only does our gratefulness honor the Father in the manner that he deserves, but it also sets us up for success, refocusing our attention on his ability to help us. When Paul and Silas were unjustly beaten and thrown into the Philippian prison, they did not allow their pain or situation to cloud the reality of who they belonged to and what he had called them to do. Instead of weeping and complaining, they sang God's praise. Their attitudes of trust and gratefulness were the perfect channel through which the Lord could show his power and work miraculously on their behalf. Of course, if you're facing a painful season of trials and disappointments, this may be a difficult principle for you to practice, but that is why Paul encourages you. Rejoice in the Lord always. He knows the awesome way it sets you free when you place your trust in God through praise. Jesus, I worship you. No problem I encounter is as great as you are to me. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. And proclaiming his blessing, Psalm 54, verse 6 Willingly I will sacrifice to you, I will give thanks to your name, O Lord. Do you ever wonder if your sacrifices to God are actually acceptable to him? When Cain and Abel offered God's sacrifices, Abel's offering was received favorably, while Cain's was not. When Cain gave God the fruit of his farming, it was as if he was saying to God, look what I've done. I'm giving you my work. Abel, on the other hand, recognized that all life comes from the Lord by giving him the firstlings of his flock. Abel was in effect saying, Lord, you are the life giver and I am privileged to be a part of your work to tend sheep that you have given me. So there is a message in that for us today, listeners, because God is the source of all life. And he wants us to acknowledge that we do nothing on our own. He wants us to acknowledge that we do nothing on our own, that everything we have was given to us by him to steward, to babysit, if you may. Therefore, it is so important to check our motives You have to acknowledge that you are joining in his work and that you don't see it as only yours. Your sacrifices should proclaim that he is the source of your life and the source of your blessings. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the life and blessings that you have given me. I join you in your work, proclaiming your goodness and your provision. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. We are to give God our full attention. Who's in charge of your heart? Is it God, or is it something else? Have you given Christ your heart, your soul, your talents, your time, your testimony? Or are you giving him just a little more than a few hours on Sunday? In the book of Exodus, God warns that we should place no gods before him. Yet all too often, we place our Lord honestly in second, third, or fourth place because of the way we worship other things. When we unwittingly place possessions or relationships above our love for the Creator, well, we create big, big problems for ourselves. God should rule your heart. He should have your full attention. Listeners, make certain that you are giving a resounding yes to God. In every life of every Christian, God should come first. And that is precisely why he deserves your heart. Pray with me, gaze up to heaven. Your faithfulness, Lord, is everlasting. Today, let me serve you with my heart. Let me serve you with my soul. Let me serve you with my mind. And then, Lord, let me rest in the knowledge of your unchanging and constant love for me, amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Every day should be Thanksgiving Day. God's promises for your life? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. You are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Listeners, we are free to either love God or not. He invites us to love him He urges us to love him. He came so that we might love him. But in the end, the choice is yours and mine. To take that choice from each of us, for him to force us to love him, well, that would be less than love. God explains the benefits. He outlines the promises and he articulates very clearly the consequences. So in the end, the choice is ours. Thank you, Lord, that we are going to make the right choice. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. We got a lot of blessings started. And a good friend of my brother, Ron, experienced firsthand God's blessings, God's blessings when he dodged a DUI. So our God is real And he does above and exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even imagine. Please come back tomorrow. Pray with me again. Bye for now. Give thanks and praise always.